welcome back to a spooky episode of the Super Marcado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. <laughs> Happy Halloween. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the spookiest music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. This is going to be a really fun one today. We usually like to try to do something special around Halloween, uh, but this Indeed. is the first time we've done an episode exactly like this. We're going to be playing uh, some original Super Marcado Brothers music, but all with a very spooky theme, and we're going to be doing another uh, edition of our one of our favorite games to do, which is a Name That Tune uh, yes, game that I prepared Carl five. And I do tunes for will and he prepared one tune for me yeah we're doing something a little different today it's kind of like a halloween a spooky themed original showcase in a way this is going to be music that either will has composed i have composed we have a couple marty tracks in here all spooky music that we've done throughout the years some stuff is very new brand new some stuff is a little old but it's going to be a really fun playlist and it's going to be a really fun halloween themed episode what you guys are hearing playing in uh that was from occultus which was a Super Nintendo era spooky game that me and Will scored a few years back. That was called The Legend of the Vampire Prologue. And we will be going back to that score uh, a little bit later in the episode. But Will, how, how's it going? Are you excited for Halloween? I am. I'm really excited. Uh, it's a really fun time of year. I mean, I just love the fall anyway. And you obviously just have so many good memories from childhood of trick-or-treating and candy and all that stuff. Um, but I've just been enjoying, you know, Emma and I have been watching and revisiting some kind of classic Halloween movies. Uh, so that's been just sort of fun. And I've ha- I happen to have just sort of randomly a couple musical opportunities to write slightly spookier music, which is why um, there's a couple newer things on today's playlist uh some of them are actually things yeah, that i've done for school that i want to share that Very just happened cool. to be right around this time i don't know if that was completely intentional but yeah there's a couple things i'm particularly excited to unveil that um i've had some excuses to write spooky music lately as well so it's going to be a really good time um so yes that was from occultist let's now move on to a track of will's kind of a solo track this is from his album dr acula's malevolent manner what a classic Oh, yeah. This was a fun album that I did several years ago. Uh, it took me a few years to make because it was, you know, I, I wasn't working on it consistently. I would do like a track, you know, several a year um, until around the time when I was actually getting serious about completing it. But um, this is one of my favorites from that album. It's a very simple tune, but hopefully it has sort of the spirit of Ghosts and Goblins or Castlevania. And this was done on Tracker with just the um, principal NES channel. So there's no FDS or VRC6 or anything like that. Let's take a listen to Will's track, Crypt Keepers Keep.
You guys are listening to Crypt Keepers Keep. It's from Will's album, Dr. Acula's Malevolent Manor, which is an NES Halloween-themed album that you did actually drop on Halloween a few years ago at this point. This is so fun. What I love about it is the intro is setting up the Halloween spooky Castlevania-esque vibe. But then what I like is that later on in the piece, it kind of goes into just some kind of classic Capcom vibes. And that that's what happens in this album. There's certain points when it's just great video game music. Not every single section is spooky, which is what I like. Sure. Yeah, I think it was something that, uh, for me, is something that I just loved about 8-bit music in general. That it's always like a tip of the hat to whatever the aesthetic is or the mood that they're trying to capture. But Mm -hmm. it's always very strongly rooted in kind of the pop, dance, rock idiom. Because honestly, Castlevania is that way. For a whole album, it would get kind of tiresome if it was nothing but that campy sound. And so I like how you have an intro in this piece of music where the intro section, maybe the first section after that, very spooky, but then it goes into just kind of a dancey good time. Yeah, and I think part of it is like the difference of influences. It's like part of that spooky sound is the use of a lot of diminished chords and the kind of classical scalar lines. That's yep. partly what makes Castlevania um, have the sort of sound that it does. But then a big part of it is, and we've talked about this before, but almost the sound of like, 80s power ballads you know rock montage kind of music that i think is those are the kinds of things that i i think also it's like whenever you're working not for an actual game it's really fun just to be able to write whatever music you want to write so i mean it was all all of the pieces of music that i did for that album had this sort of theme of the 8-bit spooky horror but you know there wasn't there wasn't a director or a programmer or a developer that i was you know making it for that was saying no we need to sort of stay on message i had Mm -hmm. the freedom to sort of make whatever tracks i wanted to make and i think it's fun when you're working on an album to have a little bit of variety super fun okay guys we're gonna move to a track of mine this is brand new and i'm really excited to talk about this on the podcast so this is from a battle of the bits series that is currently going on actually at time of recording we're recording this on a friday so tomorrow is going to be the last round it's this really awesome series it's called the ultimate hum and once the whole series is done it's going to be an album It's kind of an imaginary VGM OST, and it's going to be pretty massive. And it's been a series of Saturday four-hour battles that each battle has a theme, and it's based on this wonderful pixel art um, by classic retro artist Mark Ferrari, who some of you might know his work from games such as The Secret of Monkey Island. He has all these really wonderful landscape Uh, kind of animated pixel art images on this website. And so every single round is inspired by a different one. Well, this was what happened last week. It's the ninth round. um, and, And this is my submission for it. It was basically Dracula's castle. It was a creepy, dark castle in the rain. Uh, And so I submitted kind of a Rocky and Castlevania-esque tune called In the Halls of the Blood-Soaked Castle. Let's take a listen.
awesome. You guys listening to a little taste of In the Halls of the Blood-Soaked Castle, which is going to be from uh, The Ultimate Hum. So stay tuned in the coming weeks and possibly months for this release. Um, it's been such a fun time, such an inspiring time. So many great Battle of the Bits artists coming together. And every single time, it's you only have four hours to make a track. Now, I went back to this and fixed some mixing stuff and polished a little bit after that. Um, but yeah, basically what you're hearing was kind of done in four hours for the most part. Um, and I'm just so excited for everyone to hear this final album when it's done. It's just been such a good time. That's so cool. I love the idea of that. And th- this one is just, uh, what a fun track. I love that you recorded your voice doing the kind of Bowser um, laugh. I also later on, you guys might not have heard it, but there's a... Uh, kind of these hums that I recorded as well. I mean, the project's called The Ultimate Hum, and so uh, I was kind of having some fun with with that. Um, Yeah, no, clearly like a Castlevania homage, and that's kind of... I had a very clear idea when I started, and with these battles, like, you have to go really fast and go with your instincts because you don't have time for anything else, and so I had a very clear idea, luckily, what I wanted to do, and I just kind of ran with it. Of course, you need the harpsichord. Of course, uh, I thought it'd be fun to have, like, a rocking electric guitar chorus um, but yeah, uh, it was just a really good time, and I look forward to people hearing everything. Yeah, I think all of the... It, it's funny, all the music I think on our playlist today is going to be very in a lot of the same veins, because it's, first I think of so. all, music that we wrote, but all this kind of spooky... You're going to hear a lot of classical, a lot of harpsichord guitars, diminished <laughs> chords, a lot yes, of associations indeed. that uh, we have of VGM and halloween but this is the kind of stuff that you know i don't know i I would want to listen to on like a spotify halloween playlist or something yeah vgm themed maybe we'll put this all together in some sort of playlist all right let's move on to an older track one of the oldest on the episode this is from our album hello world journey to dino island this is a piece of music uh that marty composed and i worked on the sequencing actually with him i remember doing this in my old apartment with him that was a lot of fun this is castle island guys listening to castle island from hello world journey to dino island and this was a composition by marty uh this was kind of the second uh of the sister albums that we put out one um as an homage to the first mario world and the second to yoshi's island 
This was a blast to work on, and I just love this composition. Very spooky, perfect for today. Well, yeah, I think Marty was really tapping into, I mean, I think clearly the the kind of harmonic language that Koji used in Yoshi's Island in the castle theme, but I think for yep. him particularly, he was influenced by Mihiro Yokota's sort of ghostly theme yes. from Mario Galaxy. The first the idea of this theme? kind of elegant minor waltz as a means for that sort of well, spooky Marty's, thing. What's cool, Marty's done this before when he's working in some sort of Nintendo project like themed project like this is is he goes for that but he also sometimes goes even further back to some of his favorite romantic and classical composers and takes kind of picks and chooses some elements from them as well and so at the end of the right. day just this feels like an authentic waltz in yeah, it's like Dance of like the Mario. Sugar Plum Fairy exactly. or something. It's in that yep. sort of gossamer quality. But there's so much that I love about this arrangement, too. I mean, those sounds are very classic to me from Yoshi's Island. And then you have those moments where some of the sound effects, like the slamming of the door and the yeah. squashy sound that is We had really a good time that inserting some together. of that stuff. Yep. Helps with the spookiness. All right. Well, looks like the next track is something that you brought in. Yeah, this is actually um, comes from an assignment that I had to do for my electronic orchestration class. Uh, the teacher uh, of the class um, is a film composer as well, and he let us actually score the opening titles of a, a film for Netflix that he uh, worked on and it's this horror movie. Oh, cool. And so we sort of had to score this, basically the opening scene and then it cuts to the main titles and the title sequence was very, it reminded me of like a Netflix show. It had a, almost like, mm. um, a, a, a quality that is reminiscent of, I think of a lot of modern shows. Uh, right. so, but one of the constraints of it is we had to have, you know, one real acoustic instrument that we recorded and then it needed oh, cool. to be hybrid. So a mixture of synthesizers and acoustic instruments. So I sort of scored it. Um, it, it's almost like a stranger things meets the walking dead Very title, cool. but you can probably hear, you know, fading up some of the creepy horror music that I did for the, uh, the cue leading into it. Um, but then, you know will uh, fade up here for the main yeah. titles. I hope you enjoy. Well, you know what's so cool about that is I feel like you were harnessing your spooky sine wave lead with the performance on that ocarina with some of those yeah. slides. It was almost like an acoustic version of that classic sine lead, uh, a similar sound yeah, to so it. Yeah, so I should have mentioned... 
the instrument there that I was playing was an ocarina. Emma got me one for my birthday, and I've been meaning to use it. It was in a something. very dank, reverberant ocarina. But in what, a creepy what's cave. cool about that as an instrument is because it has open tone holes, which is different from something like a flute or a clarinet. Um, is mm-hmm. that you can kind of by opening your fingers slowly, you can create these portamento effects. So that fall at the end, that is all done on the ocarina there's no like yeah. processing other than the reverb so it's a really it's cool because you can kind of yeah you can have the sound of almost like a theremin or a, a sine wave yeah. sort of a sound with that but i just had fun getting to score like a, a horror film in like a sort of a way that we've heard before one of the other parameters of the assignment is we had to incorporate uh, the itsy bitsy spider melody into it. So That's I hilarious. found this recording of a little girl singing it, and then I totally mutated it to sound creepy That's and horror, awesome. which is such a cliche, but it was really fun getting to do that. Very nice, dude. I really enjoyed that. Well, speaking of that spooky sign lead, which we just called out, let's play a piece of music that features some variation on that. This is from Sonic Esque Volume 4. It's actually a track of mine called Cursed Caverns. Uh, I would say partly inspired by Mystic Cave Zone as far as what I imagined this fictional stage looking like. Uh, Some MJ influence for sure on this one. Kind of a thriller, cheesy, spooky good time. Let's take a listen to Cursed Caverns. You guys are listening to Cursed Caverns. Uh, it's a track of mine from Sonic-esque Volume 4, which came out a handful of years ago. This is one of the two real only spooky options I could have gone with with this series of albums. I could have done, uh, on the first album, I did a different <laughs> send-up of Mystic Caves, and I think it was called Shadow Cliff. Um, this one, I think, is a little stronger and uh, just maybe a nice change of pace on, on today's episode. I really love this. Uh, To me, what I love about it is it doesn't necessarily sound like Mystic Cave Zone in terms of like breaking the composition down. What it sounds like is it sounds like another composer's approach of scoring that same stage. Yeah. So it reminds me of if the Sonic 3 composers were to do a creepy level that it would probably be a little bit less earnestly creepy and a little bit more fun. 
Um, yes. And especially my favorite part of this is actually that introductory section that doesn't really evoke almost any of the horror cliches. It has a quasi, it's really hip, and it has an almost like James oh, thanks, Bond-esque man. progression. It's like uh, James Bond meets Michael meets Sonic. There's it actually reminds me of cool, Perfect Dark. Oh, nice. There's kind of a nerdy thing that fans of Sonic music will get. The bass instrument on this is the one that's used in Mystic Cave Zone 2 player, and the lead and the overall instrumental choices other than that are clearly more inspired from the Mystic Cave 1 player. So I thought it was fun to potentially have influence from both of those <laughs> Mystic Cave themes. Yeah, it's really fun. And the melody is so strong. There's a there's Thank a little you. bit of almost like an Ennio Morricone like Western yes. quality to that melody with I hear the Dorian that. thing. And, but yeah, I just love that bass line in the beginning. I, I totally hear that Mystic Cave Zone influence to yeah. it, but there's something about just the overall sound. It's really content and it's really cool. That's one of my favorites from that album. Thank you, man. Well, if you guys are feeling a little bit chill and laid back, just brace yourself because we're going to get intense here. This is a tune uh, from a game that we scored a, a few years back now called Asker. This was the final boss theme. It's Ymir the Ice Giant, and it definitely fits on this spooky episode. It's spooky and shredding. We hope you guys enjoy it. Let's take a listen to the final boss. guys listening to the final boss ymir the ice giant from asker this is available on our band camp if you're enjoying this you can listen to the whole soundtrack um and yeah the final boss or the boss themes that we did in this game uh were pretty intense and this was we were kind of going balls to the walls going all out with the most energetic shredding creepy track of the whole thing really and i'm glad i thought of including this because i think it does fit this episode i don't think when we were making this we were thinking oh halloween style music but it does fit. Uh, one thing I forgot about is those really fast shredding arpeggios. I totally forgot that they were actually doubled with two different instruments. There's more of that NES chip sound and more of a modern synth. Right. And I totally forgot that at times I separated the parts. And so there's times when they're both doing the same thing and then they move off and do different things and then come back together. Um, I totally forgot about that. But yeah, th this track sounds nice, I think. I'm very happy with how this turned out. I haven't listened to this in so long. But I Me remember too. trying to channel almost like a little bit of a almost John Williams sound for the melody to use these kind of very, I don't know, unintuitive 
pitches that are very distant and that it's this kind of angular Almost like a villain thing. theme. Something yeah, you would approach um, to a villain, yeah. Because I think it was we did so much boss music for this game, it was really hard to feel like, how do we make it more epic? How do we outdo the exactly. last one? Um, and so with this one, I think it was just became, it was a totally different style direction, kind I kind of think. chaotic. I mean, listening to this one, it, it's very chaotic, but it's kind of that purposeful chaos that um, right. we, we tried to control I as much as we could. I love the sort of organ bit that we did at the beginning. That was sort of fun. That was really cool. kind of baroque organ thing. That was a fun track. Brings me back to that time working on that with you. Let's go back to another of yours from Dr. Acula. Yeah, this is the um, the first track of the album. It's just a prologue, kind of like what we played in with, except like, you know, the Occultist score was very influenced by Super Castlevania Four. At least that right. track was. And uh, this album that I made was very much about the NES Castlevania. So it's a little spooky, but yeah, it's spooky and creepy in a fun Halloween. In a very fun way. way. <laughs> Not in like, a, you know, actually tearing your guts out like scary horror movie way. So. Let's check out the Dr. Acula prologue. So good. You guys just listened to the prologue. That was from Dr. Acula, an album by Will. Uh, I loved the thunder effects. That was really awesome with the delay. Thanks. Really capturing the Halloween-y atmosphere on There's the There's a, a mixture of the noise channel and these custom timpani DPCM samples that I made right. for Fireflower. Um, the mixture of that kind of can sound like thunder, but I, I always, it's one of my favorite things of doing eight bit chiptune music is using these very limited means to try to explore things that I've never heard before, whether it's using right. different techniques or trying to get a real human sound. And, um, in this one, there's a lot of that rubato. Yeah. Da, 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 da. You know, I wanted to have that playing around with tempo cause it's something that's sort of tricky to do in the tracker yeah. but it is possible and to me there's like a special little charm when you can hear that simple 8-bit chip kind of emoting oh, totally. or doing something expressive 
It's charming. Uh, so, all right, let's move on to uh, Peace of Mind. This is uh, also brand new. This was something I made just for fun, just for you guys on today's episode. I thought it would be fun to make a little Halloween tune. It's very stereotypical Halloween. Um, I had a good time with it. So I'm imagining some sort of adventure game in my head when I was scoring this. Uh, there's a very short little introduction section that... I was imagining kind of you you seeing these two characters talking, maybe they walk away, and then the next section of music, I imagine the the character that you play in the game is exploring this swamp, this really creepy swamp at night. And then later on, uh, the music will change to another section, and, and I'm going to leave that up to your guys' imagination of what you what you see for that. So this is Searching the Swamp. guys are listening to Searching the Swamp. This is a tune that I made just for fun, just for all of you today on this spooktacular Marcado Bros 2020 episode. As soon as I got to the harpsichord and sign lead, Will said, oh, it sounds very Monkey Islandy," and that made me smile because it hadn't even gotten to the reggae breakdown yet. So yes, a lot of Monkey Island influence on this one. I just had a blast making this. That, there's something about that chord progression that is very something kind of haunted and classical you know when you go to yeah. the one chord in minor to the six but then it the has six the dominant, dominant seven, seven. Yeah. um it the reason and why that sounds into so that. special is because you have the the dominant seventh is a tritone away from the tonic exactly so it, it has that sort of devious sound that's kind of like the classic example that i think of is you know andrew lloyd weber phantom of the opera exactly um, that that's kind of chord relationship is just something that we really associate with horror. But I love in this context, it's so non-threatening because of the <laughs> rhythmic context of it. It really reminds yeah. me of the voodoo ladies swamp in 
the Monkey Island games. And yeah. then going a into lot that of Curse of Monkey Island influence. Breakdown. Yeah, totally <laughs> Curse of Monkey Island. But yeah, very Michael Land. I think he would very much approve. I just, oh, I thanks. even love the whole beginning with the harpsichord, though. It's mm-hmm. really charming. This would be Thank great in a, in a game. Thanks, man. Well, guys, we're going to do something fun. I don't know if we, maybe we mentioned this at the top, maybe we didn't, but we're going to, we have a slightly shorter playlist than usual, and so we're going to move to a segment of Name That Tune. So uh, we want you guys to follow along at home. So, I mean, Absolutely. we can't hear you, but uh, do try your best to guess, but I know Carl try your best. always tries to, so to trick me. Here at the Mercado Bros, we do this a little differently. We will isolate channels of a video game tune, and... That's kind of how we try to guess the tune. So it's a little bit of a twist on it. Now, everything today is some sort of spooky track of some kind, okay? So maybe it's going to be easier with that in mind. Maybe it will be harder. Who knows? We'll have to see. But let's start. Will, are you ready? I'm ready. Here is the first tune, hint number one. Okay, so to me, that sounds like Game Boy Noise Channel. Uh, but it could be something I, I'm, I'm not thinking NES right away. There's something just about the quality of that noise, but on, uh, yeah. Okay. Do you want to hear it again or do you want to move on to hint number two? I'm going to listen one more time. Okay. Yeah. I really don't know what that could be. Um, but I guess it gives me a sense of the style of the piece of music, so... Okay. Well, let's, let's move on one. to hint number two. So I feel like I was right with Game Boy now, definitely, that I'm mm. getting this uh, second pitched channel. Um, so again, gives me a sense of the style. Um, yeah, nothing's jumping to mind right now, though. So okay, uh, you have two I, I more hints. Keep going. Let's do hint number three. Oh, okay. I know this song. You know the song, huh? <sighs> what is this from? Is there? <laughs> That's the is question. There like a Game Boy Castlevania game that I'm like forgetting about. There must be, but why is that so classic to me? Do you want to hear hint number four? I mean, I don't think it's going to help me because I know the song. I just can't place what it's from. Okay, well, we'll try hint number four. Hint number four. I have the song in my head. Classic. Yeah, so it's definitely Game Boy because of the panning and everything about it. Okay, Uh, so you have the system. That's good. Uh, Do you have the series? I don't know. I mean, I guess I would have to say Castlevania. That's um, correct. You have the game. You have the system and the series. That's really good. What is the? Is is there? Is Simon's name in it? Is it something like Simon Belmont's or Belmont's Revenge or something? Nope. I can't, I don't remember the name of the Game Boy Castlevania game. All right. I think that's as close that's as, as you're going to get. Here's the reveal. The name of this tune is Revenge, and it's from Castlevania The Adventure. Oh. Uh, well, I got revenge. I got the <laughs> I, I said the word revenge. You did but I say was the word the revenge. Title. Now this is this is unlikely, but take a guess at one of the composers on this. You just need one. 
keep in mind this is Game Boy, so it's kind of the, the B team in a way. <laughs> oh man, just get one of the composers? It's um, just, it, it, you it's might not. probably not anyone from the mainline series. Uh, I think one of these is. The composers, we have Shigeru Fukutaki, Norio Hanzawa, and then this person, Hidehiro Funauchi, I reckon I feel like I recognize from some mainline game. But in any Hanzawa, case, Hanzawa I definitely recognize um but I think from other yeah. Game Boy other titles. Other games, yeah. All right, let's well, move cool. on. That was pretty good. Let's move on to tune number 2, hint number 1. Okay, so it's Super Nintendo clearly. Mm, Knowing okay. you, I'm going to guess it's probably Act Razor. Uh, interesting, but it could also be like Super Castlevania Four. I mean, those are the first two kind of creepy ones. Very could interesting. Could be Demon. Could be Demon's Crest. That's another mm. SNES one. Oh, I need to listen to more. All right, here's hit number two. That that particular motive makes me think a little bit more Castlevania four than ooh, but okay. it also could be Dracula X. Um, it's kind of has that the string sound reminds me of that. Um, I don't think it's Bloodlines though. Interesting. Uh, let's, let's move on to hand number three. Huh, I'm 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 still not getting it. Let's move on to the final hint, hint number four. Interesting kind of triplet march that we have on the snare as well as a brass instrument. It's clearly a tune that is fitting today's theme. Well, I guessed some horror games, but I'm not recognizing the tune, honestly, from any of those elements. None of those are correct. Well, l- let me listen to the reveal and see if I can guess it from Here's that. the reveal. I don't think I've ever heard this before. Very interesting. It's possible you haven't or you don't remember. You glossed past it. This is not from a spooky game, but it is a spooky track. Hmm. Listen again and see if you can find out, find out what game it is. It's not a spooky game. Let's see. I don't know. I'm going to guess like it's from some kind of Capcom. Like a, it sounds like maybe it could be from like a Mega Man X game, uh, but it's not really the right style. Huh. Yeah, I I'm just gonna I, phone a friend. I don't I don't know this one. I've never heard the piece of music, so I it, any, your guess is as good as mine. Everybody apparently you know it more than you think. Mega Man X. Oh wow! Wow. This is I'm Sigma proud of myself. Battle Two. Now there must have the been extra, one of those leads that I was able to identify. The brass, I think, in the bass. Okay, Will. Now for the extra bonus point, can you name one of the composers that worked on Mega Man X? Just one. There's a lot of them. Uh, first one, one, two, three, four, so five. Many names. Uh, yeah, this is also y'all hard. are gonna 
Y'all are going to hate me because I don't know like any of the, none no, of their no, names that's, stand out that, to this me. This is, this is tough. This is very is tough. Is there someone with the last name Mayazawa? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, we can call this one a fail for me, but I'm still glad I got <laughs> Mega Man X. I mean, that's just right, a total crapshoot. Right. Let's move on to number three, hint number one. Okay, so definitely NES with the triangle, and I feel like I can even hear... Okay. I can even hear, like, noise channel faintly in the background. Mm, um, yeah, maybe it was hard. Maybe it wasn't fully muted. Interesting. Let's move on to hint number two. Okay. Um, that was kind of creepy. Fun. Yeah, I, I still don't know what it is, uh, but... Okay, well, you only have let's... three hints on this one. This is the third and final hint. Here we go. Huh. Very simple and primitive implementation. <laughs> There's not a lot of like elegance to the way that this is implemented, which could maybe True. give a hint of the era. You know, I might. Uh, man. Okay, here man. we go. Are are you ready for the reveal? Sure. Yeah, because I don't really have any guesses. I would just be sort of a crapshoot at this point. Here is the reveal. This is another one I just don't recognize at all. What do you think of it? I don't know. It do makes you, me think of like Double do you Dragon. Like it? Do you like it or not? Uh, <laughs> I guess it's kind of annoying. Uh, very chromatic. But I mm -hmm. mean, it, it, it's definitely spooky. Okay. Are you giving up here? Oh, is it? It's bad. It's like, is it from like uh, the Terminator? It's from the Terminator. Ah, it's bad. That's what makes it so dang spooky. The Terminator, and who is the composer? Oh, uh, I don't want to say names because then it's like it's <laughs> mean and insulting. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think I have some names, but if I say the wrong one, then you know I'm just thinking of another guy who I'm. Yeah. We've, criticized in the past is it uh paul wilkinson it's paul wilkinson okay classic Terminator. if Absolutely you disappoint classic, us enough music. on this podcast we will remember you your will name remember and shame all right here we sad. go number four hit number one can i just say who else could get the Terminator? Like, come on. I, I need some pretty props good. for that. I'm still that was great. soaking in that. Uh, okay, Square. Um, I'm going to, again, feel like more Game Boy, but could be NES. I just need to hear the next one because I don't recognize that. Okay, hint number two. Okay, definitely NES with those kind of volume decays uh, I'm feeling now. Okay. But relatively primitive implementation. Sounds like um, it. I could hear this being a Contra track. I could hear this being from like Mega Man 3. Um, mm. Let's hear the third hint. Third hint. Oh, my goodness. 
what the heck is that? That almost <laughs> that is does not sound like NES. That sounds like a it does Sawtooth not. or FDS VRC six. Okay, are you ready for the fourth and final hint? Yeah, I think you're gonna surprise me with that. This is not NES. Here we go. Let's take a listen. Well, there you go. <laughs> what is it? It's got to be Sega Genesis then. Okay. Um, Sega Any Genesis, thoughts? and that last one definitely sounded familiar. The kind of hyperactive thing makes me <clears> think <throat> of like Super Fantasy Zone. I got to get the reveal. I I haven't really guessed any of these before the reveal. Here is the reveal. Man, you really went hard because I'm not like recognizing almost any of these. What's your guess? It is time for a guess. Uh, for a game, I'm just gonna guess Castlevania Bloodlines for the Sega Genesis, which I know is composed, uh, by, um, uh, Castlevania gal. Uh, am I right with Bloodlines? Nope, you are wrong. It is not okay. Bloodlines. I don't know and what it is. It is not Machiro Yamani. This is from the Shining series, Shining in the Darkness. Came out before Shining okay, Force 2. Carl, rule for next time. I have to have like heard the piece of music before. Because <laughs> I didn't heard recognize a lot of the score this. because we did have a well, Shining Well, I heard episode. it once in a podcast a long that time we did ago. years ago. This oh, is a man. tune called Mortred mad by now. Shining in uh, from Shining in the Darkness by Yoshimura. Okay, last I one for have, Will. I should have made yours so much harder. Well, no, that that was particularly hard, but you got a lot of them. You're doing really good. Last one, hint number one. Thoughts? Okay. Um, Super Nintendo pitch bend does make me think of Super Castlevania 4. Let's keep listening to more. Hint number two. Yeah, I'm still on the Castlevania 4 train. Interesting. Um, Hint number three. Somebody at home is yelling out something right now. I have a feeling. Uh, it's probably from some JRPG that I'm not as intimately familiar. I probably know like three tracks from it very well and other ones that I wouldn't recognize. Um, I will say that if you... Sorry, if I'm you, not a nerd, if you started everybody. <laughs> to get on the right track, you could probably guess this. Last hint, hint number four. I mean, yeah, I'm going to guess it's some sort of, I don't know. that make you think of anything different than the ballpark you were at before i guess it could be like playstation um i just didn't know that you had the ability to isolate channels Ooh. Uh, but if that it's playstation then it's probably from like final fantasy 7 because you've done that before just to mess with me because you know i'm not as familiar with that 
Uh, Do you want the reveal? I guess it could be Resident Evil, but that music's terrible. Uh, Here's the reveal. Okay. Oh, is this from Silent Hill by Akira Yamaoka? Very good guess. I'm going to tell you what it is, and I'm going to give you a point for this. Okay, it's from is Resident it... Evil 2. Ah, you guessed the series. Very See, good when job. I think of Resident Evil, I think of that horrible track with the, the first game yeah. that are way too loud. This is from the second game. I bet there was some RE2 fan out there that was screaming that. Really good job, Will. You actually brought in something for me, right? Just one track. Yeah, um, just to turn the tables, but you're probably going to guess it. it right away because it's really easy. Well, okay, the, here's the first ex- here's the first example. My, first... I just challenge you to get it before listening because once you get the full track, okay. I mean, you're obviously going to get okay, it. Okay, let's say I, let's say I cannot do the reveal. Okay, yeah. hint number one. Oh, wow. Whoa, whoa, that last noise. The last noise sounded like demo scene or like chip tune or like, I think it's NES, but like, let me listen to that again. Hit number one. Hmm. Yeah, I need to hear more. I need to hear more, but there's something gnarly going on. Uh, let's check out the second. I, so hint. I gave you just for reference. I gave Carl many more tears than the ones he gave me. There's six okay. layers that he can listen to. Let's this check out the second, the second hint. Ooh, funky. It's very funky, which makes me think it's like a fallen or someone from his kind of style. Some European. Let me hear this again. It's not Japanese. There's no way. It's too funky. It's very like Charles Deanany or very Tim Fallany. It's like, I think it. I mean, there's a chance this could be like a. Is this like a modern ship tune or like a demo scene thing? I need. I need to hear at least one more. I don't. I don't know if I have a guess yet. Okay, let's listen to example three. NES, absolutely, but it's. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so it's NES for sure. I can tell from that noise, but it's so gnarly. It's definitely <laughs> something modern. I love thinking of this as almost like if you had amnesia and lost your memory and were describing a piece of music you love from scratch. It's like yeah. it's really fun to introduce people to like I all mean, the layers. There's of something nothing. They know. There's nothing on the actual NES that's that specific and like rocking with the noise. So I think it's like, it could be something like Jake Kaufman. Um, I need Do you to hear. hear more? I need to hear another example. Okay, this is the fourth one. Hmm. It's very spooky. Very ominous. I know yeah. that the drums are that up tempo thing. Let's see, because I heard that before. Well, you have two more examples, so don't don't okay, sweat. Okay. It. All right. Let's let me let me one. go to example five. Oh my god! Yeah, I feel like it might be Jay Kaufman. It's so classical. Um, 
But the thing is, is it does remind me of the Castlevania series. Uh, I mean, it, I guess it could be Shovel Knight. Let me hear. Let me hear the last example. Okay, this is the sixth one. Oh yeah, that's definitely Jake. That, I feel like that's Shovel Knight. <laughs> I can tell by his like pitches up and his gnarly vibrato. Yeah, I would guess this is from Shovel Knight. Okay, uh, it is from Shovel Knight. Do you know the name of the Woo! track? Can you um, guess what piece of music? Because there's a lot of music in Shovel Knight. It's some sort of boss, I would imagine. It's not a stage, like a normal Interesting. stage name. Uh, do you want to listen? Well, no, I don't want you to listen to the full reveal. Um, do, I, I want you to I try think it's to a boss. guess. You think it's a boss? Okay. I let's think it's a boss. Do the, let's do the full reveal. Full reveal. Okay. Yeah, no, this is like, um, I don't know if this is a boss per se. This is, uh, the track is, it's something like a abandoned something, right? Or like yeah, a yeah, something. exactly. It's uh, for a haunted ship. Uh, yes. Is the, yes. The level. I don't know if it's a boss, but yeah, I know it's, that track. Yeah. The track is called A Cool Reception, and the stage mm. is called The Stranded Ship. Awesome. So, but yeah, well, you were, you were actually that. guessing Kaufman pretty early on. I think you could At tell first I thought it was Tim channel. Fallen, <laughs> but that's not too but far But that's off. what was so fun, because it's like, I love introducing a piece of music that you know, but kind of yeah. in these stages, and you're sort of describing like what Amnesia. you love about it. It, it, it was, it it's was very It's slowly coming back. That was cool. Thanks for that, dude. That was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed your Name That Tune That well. was fun. I love any time we get to do this. I hope you guys enjoy it, too. I hope you all enjoyed it, too. Well, let's get back to the music uh let's play another track if you from guess correctly you've earned one piece of candy one piece of gold star um <laughs> let's go back to occultus a play stage four um which has a very long title but this is stage four from occultus You guys are listening to stage four from Occultus, bringing back more of that SNES creepy sound and vibes. And we're going to follow this up with another slightly creepy SNES tune. And so, yeah, a lot of SNES music on today's episode, which is always a treat. Yeah, I had a lot of fun writing this one for Occultus. This might be my favorite tune that I composed because I, I like that. It's one of the creepiest. That... 
I, I feel like it it does two things at once where it has the kind of chord progression that's minor and creepy and it is in oh, yeah. this sort of three, four, six, eight. But I really like the how the drum groove turned out. It still to me is kind of like fun video game music, but it actually yeah. does go unlike some of the Dr. Acula stuff that we called out where it's like just a tip of the hat to that. This is definitely it stays in that horror language. Well, I think the thing but, that makes it fun is the elements of funk that you have from the drum beat and the slap bass instrument. Right. Those two things, so that the funky rhythm section, I would say, is eclectic enough that it may, it reminds you of classic video game music, and it is fun. And I think well, that's yeah, really it's impressive that the way that, that I actually <laughs> wrote this fun. is in that order that I wrote just the um the tonal stuff. I I the the composition the like the I did and implemented all of the mood stuff first. And then I left room for the bass and drums. I wanted to do that last. And then I just totally changed direction, like, and really tried to make it funky and fun in the way that you would in a classic 16 bit. It's very different than kind of an approach where compositionally, like, cause with the Dr. Acula stuff, I was always, it was just like a tip of the hat to the horror stuff, but it always ended up just being kind of like classic VGM fun. This one, I wrote it and kind of implemented it totally in earnest trying to be spooky and moody and then just added this sort of drum track on top of it which i think i think it was the right call because it also has one foot in the groovy fun sound which is important because the the stage one theme is maybe 80 percent that it's actually not that spooky at all it's just kind of a groovy dancey good time and so we slowly in the score kind of move to more creepy music i was kind of thinking if if you think of castlevania one the first few stages are not really that creepy they evoke mm-hmm. horror cliches and classical music but then when you get to that fourth stage where you're kind of oh, in yeah. the caves now it's getting like legitimately spooky in terms of the composition and that's kind of what i remember from the description of the stage that this that was the feeling yeah. that um the game designer wanted here was to have that feeling of you know increase of tension Well, let's move on to, like I said, another SNES tune. And this is another tune of mine from The Ultimate Hum. I wanted to share one more. And it does happen to also be spooky. And so I was glad that I can include this as well. I'm not sure if this particular one is going to make the final album. I'm I'm basically... 100% 100% sure that the one I played before will, um, but there's there's so much music and, uh, you know, you have to set limits on how many tracks from each person can kind of make it and stuff. So this one might be kind of like a bonus um, one, but yeah, this was a few weeks back. I think it was round... Was it round four or round five? I think it was either round four or round five. Um, it's called Spirits of the Mystic Mountain, and the theme that day was mountain stream night and it was this really creepy mountain stream and you could kind of see inside this creepy looking cave so that was the theme uh let's take a listen
Oh yeah, we're spooky, folks. This is Spirits of the Mystic Mountain. From the Ultimate Hum series of battles on Battle of the Bits. Not sure if this one's going to make the final album or not, but in any case, it was a spooky good time. I did incorporate one uh, synth sound on here, and so it didn't have to be 100% SNES. The feel of this entire series is SNES slash NES with the room, the wiggle room, to incorporate some other sounds as well. Cool. But yeah, I was really happy with how this came out. Kind of like a James Bond spooky vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also, though, it's not super intense. Like, a lot of the minor seventh chords, it has there's a chilled atmosphere to yes, it. Yes, Kind absolutely. of like a lot of the music that we're talking about. It's like the spookiness is with, you know, several asterisks next to it. It's like yep. it's dipping its toe in that water in a lot of ways, yet it's still, it's not abandoning the aspects of the video game music style, which is well, kind one of thing the that I wanted to do with this. I knew that a lot of other people, and this definitely happened, would do things that were really scary, really creepy. And so I was like, well, I want to do something a little more groovy and fun. So I came up with the full tune, like, basically. And then I added that creepy, ominous intro, actually. That was the last thing I did. So the first, like, 20, 30 seconds of the piece, that was at the very, very end, just to kind of throw people off track a little bit and and make them think it's going to be a legitimately creepy piece before going into something a little more groovy. So, yes. That's fun. And it's something that does actually happen happen in uh horror films like there's a cue that i love from drag me to hell which is a kind of Mm -hmm. it was an influence for the piece that i made for my class where it's like it starts off genuinely like creepy horror music but then when it erupts into the actual main title it's this gorgeous violin theme that it it, it's definitely minor key and dour but it's not that kind of like atonal extended technique scary music it's Or just, it's a mood setting piece with a great melody. Absolutely, This is in a different style than that, but it's that same technique of you you start by evoking the world more explicitly, and then you can Mm -hmm. open up into more of a melodic composition. So that interested me, and I had a good time with it. Uh, All right, let's go back to a piece by Will. So this is another thing that I made for one of my classes uh, in grad school, which is like, it's so cool that stuff that i'm doing for you know my homework assignments is stuff that i'd want to share on the podcast that's insane Uh, but (laughs) for the first few weeks one of the things that we had to do is uh you know, write a theme based on a character. And we're trying to tell a sort of explicit story, but working away from picture. And then we had to do a theme and variations. Um, And then the, you know, each subsequent week we had to kind of expand upon um, this music. And then we Mm -hmm. had to orchestrate one of our variations in two completely contrasting styles. I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. What this is, it's just a brief medley. Um, The, the, each the variation is only like 20 seconds long so we're going to hear both of them back to back uh, and completely opposite styles one of them is more fully orchestral and one of them to me sounds more like luigi's mansion uh but very fun lloyd's theme variation one let's take a listen Thank you. 
so delightful. Will, you know what's cool about that is I feel like that second one, even though it's fully orchestral, that still could fit in a Luigi's Mansion game. Maybe maybe yeah. like the new one for the Switch. It's kind um, of, it's like Danny Elfman-y. Yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. But you, were, you weren't kidding. I mean, that especially that first version was so... Kazumi Tataka-y, so adorable and spooky. Yeah, I I, I did the or- orchestral ar- arrangement first, but it's the exact same music. We weren't allowed to add anything, so it's not yeah, just exactly. like taking the melody and arranging it. It's purely in terms of orchestration, so it's the same pitches. You were allowed to like double things in octaves. But I think it's super cool to hear both of them actually. I, and and the way you ordered it is great because you start small and then you expand. I, that was that was wonderful. Thanks. Yeah. The, I, the um the first more quirky ensemble. It was almost like a slightly kind of Wes Anderson, Mark Mothersbaugh, it dry harpsichord, and then I yeah. I um d- I tracked melodica actually, and then rather than double tracking, I took the same track and detuned them almost like a synthesizer. Mm. I was trying to get like a weird messed up accordion kind of a sound and then that weird sine wavy sound is actually just me whistling with a lot of vibrato and then i double tracked it and did the kind of hard panning thing and put a lot of reverb so it it ends up having this very quirky it made me think of kazumi tataka which is kind of what i was going for that was a halloween treat um let's move on to the next piece on our playlist this is actually from our album hero of legend volume one and this is another composition by marty delightful this is skulls and bones graveyard guys listening to skulls and bones graveyard from hero of legend and this one in addition to being influenced by the first zelda game by koji kondo also some influence from super mario brothers uh the castle theme i would say from the first game by koji kondo as well um yeah it's very spooky very classic nintendo this is another example of what i was talking about with the castle island where he's also going further back to to just some of his classical uh, influences when it comes to other composers than just Koji Yeah, Kondo. whether it's like a, a Schubert piano piece or, you know, accompaniment from a Schubert song or Schumann or some kind of Germanic That's what makes it feel fresh because melody. you're hearing it with these classic NES sounds, and so there's a nostalgia in a specific context to that. But um, I think it also helps it to live and breathe the fact that there's some other influences, too. This is so good. Yeah. I love the composition. Um, and I think I, I think it was a smart so choice for Marty to take some influence from, like, the Mario Brothers castle. Because it's around the same time as Zelda. And I think he was uh-huh. thinking, what if there was a specific graveyard theme in that first game? What types of gestures would Kondo have used at the time? And if you look at, like, the castle theme from Mario Brothers, it's a good reference point. Because it shows it the type of thing he would have done on the NES 
Um, and it's a, it was a really sort of fun experiment. It's kind of like mm-hmm. what honestly Kondo did in earnest and, uh, the Mario maker games of like going back to a style from, you know, decades before and writing new music, going back it. and forward at the same time. It's a weird time machine trick. Okay. Uh, let's play the last piece we're going to play today from Occultus. This is stage three. guys are listening to stage three from occultus and uh this is actually one of probably my favorites that i composed for this score uh, again it's kind of what we were talking about earlier where there's one foot in the happy groovy fun kind of sound but then chord wise instrument wise very classical very creepy and so i like that combination i use the slap bass here from act razor I, I listened to a lot of act razor uh, when we were working on this project, and we used some samples from from that game. So for me, that was uh, that Phil Moa track was maybe the the single biggest influence, maybe um, for the project. But yeah, this one I had a fun time putting together. Yeah, it's really fun. I mean, I it's one of the great privileges of working in video games, and especially in this sort of retro pastiche style, is that you can really swing the bat and you can go very far in kind of a campy direction that i mean something like this would never work in a modern game with a you know photorealistic aesthetic even a version that was done with real instruments it's like uh maybe something like this could work with like rock guitars if it was like dlc for a sonic game and it's some sort of like halloween themed something but it's just like modern games don't tend to indulge in this kind of melodic expression and this kind of on the nose stuff with harmonies and i mean i think there's some good reason for that but it's so fun and it's what we love so much about the 8 and 16 bit eras is that uh the composers as much as you could say they were limited with the technology compositionally they don't feel restrained at all it seems like the sky's the limit for what they're allowed to do and as a composer you kind of can't ask for anything more i totally agree we're gonna move to uh another will piece and i'm really excited to show everybody this i finally coaxed will into submitting a piece to Battle the Bits. Uh, Everyone who listens to the podcast knows that I've been involved in that community and a fan of that community for so long. And uh, I just really wanted to introduce everybody to Will's uh, style. And so there's a battle that just ended called Spooky VRC6. Doesn't that sound perfect for Will, everybody? (laughs) Um, And the voting period, I'm looking at right now on the site, it looks like it ends in three three to four days. So within uh, a few days, we should see how this one did. But yeah, Will submitted this to that Battle of the Bits battle. 
Yeah, so I made this uh, tune with VRC6. Uh, and unlike some of the other things we've been talking about, this one is not meant to be sort of a fun, dancey, rocking video game <laughs> piece. This is meant right. to be kind of more legitimately ominous, textury, creepy, but just it's done spooky, with guys. NES. Um, and I think part of it has to do, to me, when I'm writing video game music in this style, I almost don't know what to do with the extra channels with the VRC6. It's like too right. much. I like the clarity. So to me, this is like going in the opposite direction of like how much crazy, weird, progressive stuff, changing meters and weird, creepy sounds. So I had a lot of fun and making And the answer this. is a lot. <laughs> the answer is a lot. Let's take a listen to Stranger Danger. listening to stranger danger this is an amazing vrc6 chiptune by will hey will that five four section was so danny elfman it pained me it made me <laughs> just laugh intensely uh in a good way i mean it just was so 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 fun yeah i actually think this is still fun because it's all over the place it has the charm of that vrc6 and that nostalgia that that overall NES sound brings, but oh my god, this is wild. This is one of the wildest things I think you've ever done. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just really exhausted. <laughs> All the work that <laughs> I have to do for this program is just like, yeah, it's incredibly time-consuming. You just kind of unleashed on this, I feel dude. a little bit fried and a little bit like, it's a little bit therapeutic because the film that we're working on right now is very much like, um, we're being instructed to sort of rein it in, not use chromaticism and really yeah. make it as simple as possible, which is a challenge for me because I, I feel like a lot of expression and emotion in music comes out through detail. Um, mm -hmm. So this, to me, I was just kind of like letting out all the things I was missing about music. Dynamics, chromaticism, harmony, modulation, meter There's changes. There's so much going on like, at this. This is one of those pieces that you have to listen to at least twice. I remember when you sent it to me, immediately I listened to it twice. As soon as it ended, I listened to it again because there's so much to listen out for. Uh, and I'm really excited to see how this does in the battle. It's a fairly small battle. I think there's only like 30 entries. So uh, yeah, I'll be excited to see how this does. And hopefully this will be the first of more um, Battle of the Bits entries for you. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you for uh, getting me to do this because it, it, yes. it actually was kind of cathartic to work Good. on. And I love getting to make something like this around Halloween. It's like getting to work Absolutely. on a Christmas song, you know, in the wintertime. 
Well, guys, the playout, uh, that's it for our playlist. The playout here is a piece of music, uh, a Sega Genesis piece of music that I made a few years ago for a fan game. This was a kind of like a creepy Halloween-oriented stage. Uh, it's called Harry Cemetery, and I think it's going to be a fun way to send you guys on your way. I think that's about it. Anything else you got at the end, Will? Yeah, I just hope you all have a safe and happy Halloween. I know this year things are going to be a little bit different. different. So for <laughs> any of you uh, that are young enough to trick-or-treat or if you have your own trick-or-treaters at home, I uh, wish everybody well. I hope you're all safe, but I hope Stay you safe, still get a lot of candy. Hopefully you have lots of spooks. Enjoy my track, Harry Cemetery. We had a blast today. We love you guys. Happy Halloween. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. Peace out.